Hello guys and welcome back to another episode, Red and Blue's brother, a Manchester United and Chelsea podcast. I have been putting this off. I have been putting this off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, for people that haven't listened before, my name's Blazer Dave and my other co-host and my brother, Marcus Casey. Hello people. Yeah, he's the Chelsea uh... fan. I am the United fan if you haven't got that by now. And hence why he didn't want to talk. Oh, <laughs> good God. Well, absolute madness in the Premier League. Absolute madness. Liverpool losing 7 2 to Aston Villa. United, or more importantly, losing 6 1 Spurs <laughs> at home against Mourinho. Oh, my God. The man was so smug. Oh, loved it. God. I mean, <sighs> I I, I kind of want to say I, I don't know did you notice at the end man but remember last season where United beat Spurs at home I think it was 2-1 and Oli like goes to shake Mourinho's hand but he puts the hand on the back of Mourinho's head yeah. and there was a bit of a meme and then fucking Mourinho that he went out of his way to make sure he put his hand on top of Oli's head and he was looking at the camera when he did it he's such a fucking crafty Ooh, that's Mourinho yeah. has to have the fucking oh up. yeah you know, uh, pure and utter, what's the word? Um, not bitter, but um, not even spiteful. It's, um, oh, he's just so, he's like a child, petulant child, like. Yeah. But, uh, oh, it was shocking. I mean, I kind of, I don't want to be surprised because I was saying it, man. Yeah. I was saying it from the get-go in a way, but like now the window's finished now, it's fully closed. Because at the time of recording, it's a Friday, and it's, this is like six days after the... Uh, is it six days or five days after the Man United game, man? Was it Saturday? That was a... That was a Sunday. Oh, Sunday, okay, so five days after. So I've had plenty of time to digest, but um, well, we're going to go into a number of games, uh, four games to be exact, two Chelsea and two United. Mark, what Chelsea games are we going to be going over? We are going to be discussing uh, the Dirty Spuds versus Chelsea. Obviously, Spurs uh, in the EFL Cup, which we unfortunately lost on penalties, but is what it is. Only the EFL Cup, I suppose. Well, and then yeah. we're going to review Chelsea uh, and in Crystal Palace, their backside. So... <laughs> And from United's end, then we have um, we have uh, Brighton again in the EFL Cup, and we have Spurs, um, and we already know the score of that, six fucking one. So yeah, can't wait to get into this. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> it is gonna be fun. Um, I think we will start with the Spurs Chelsea game, Marcus. Now, no, this is cool. this has been a while, so this is like, time recording. I mean, how many weeks? It's two weeks ago now. Like two weeks, yeah, two and a bit, I think. Yeah. Well, a week and a half, maybe. If, from what I can remember, man, right, Chelsea did really well in the first half. Oh, we spanked them. We spanked them in the first but half. the second half, Spurs came out like a different fucking beast, man. Yeah. And he just kind of just sat back. Yes. From what I can remember now. It just looked as if we were knackered in that second half. Yeah, well... Uh, Frank didn't help with the subs, but I mean... Yeah, um... Mourinho magic man, he's the magic yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, but they they came up, they set up in that first half to just sit back, try counter us. They didn't play with a striker in that first half. 
and they oh, were just that's they right. Were, Kane was on the bench. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were just kicking the shy out of Jorginho and um, Kovacic, just trying to disrupt our play. Um, that dirty Lamella man. He's he was on that he was on that pitch. He was playing in the striker role. He's not a striker, but he was playing in that position. He was on that pitch just to be a cunt. That's all he was there for. Mm. Uh, he did his job in the first half, and we'll get into it. He fucking did, did his, his job. job in the second yeah, half. Yeah, well. yeah. I was gonna mm. say he did his job. Martial, the bastard, in the Spurs game against us. Oh, he did definitely. Oh actually. no. Um. Yeah. So the first half, man, Chelsea. We're looking the far better team, like the first like what twenty minutes in. Um and Hudson Hudson O'Doy was putting in fucking crosses and creating a few chances, you know. Yeah, Hudson was um he was lively. That's his first start, I think. It was his first start in a good few games. Yeah. You know, I know it's only the beginning of the season, but for a man that's been fit all summer who wasn't really being used, you'd think he'd be used a bit more. But mm. I know Frank Frank does this thing, man, and it's I love I back Frank to death, so I just I kinda just let it slide. But I think and I think a lot of Chelsea fans do, but if this was any other manager, you'd be calling for his head. Like if this was Sarri, oh man, people would be calling for his head. He just, he he frees his players out for a little bit. So he's done it now with Hudson Odoi. He did it with Pulisic for a while. He did it with Giroud. Um, who else did he do it? Jorginho. He's done it with Kovacic. He's done it with a few players. He'll just leave them out of the team, sometimes out of the squad. Unexpected, kind of no reasoning behind it. Uh, well, that he's given us, we just presume that he doesn't fancy them. But then he brings them back in. It's, it's really weird. So, but Hudson's he started against Palace as well, so he's kind of taking his chances now, thankfully. But he he was he was lively against Spurs in that first half. Yeah, you see, you mentioned Frank kind of freezing out players. Is it a thing of resting players, or no. it's not? He just no man, no. He just gets this. He takes the oh, spite sorry. against them. <laughs> Yeah, he just gets this notion of. But have they? Did they play bad the previous game? Is there like, was there like a lead up of mistakes? There might be a lead up of or attitude on the training pitch or something. They're not mm. training properly, or how he wants them to train. Yeah, like Mason Mount is the prime example of Frank Lampard player. Like just non-stop pressing, does anything and everything for the team. I presume he trains like a maniac as well. Whereas like. Frank wasn't manager when Hazard was here, but like Chelsea players have come out and said that Hazard was the worst trainer in the club. He just hated training, and Mourinho and him had a couple of fallouts Ooh. at training. Uh, but not, but like light-hearted ones, like Jose were just giving out to him. He'd be like, "I fucking hate training. Just give me the ball in the game, and I'll do the business." Fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, he hated training and. Hudson Odoi might be similar. He mightn't give everything in training. I don't know though. I can't confirm him, but I can confirm Hazard because people have actually vouched for it. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe it's a thing of people just aren't training to how he the the level that Frank wants him to, and he, he just freezes them out. And I, I don't really like it to be honest. It fucking annoys me because mm. then he's playing Mount on the wing, and it, it's kind of good when you, himself in the foot nearly. He really is. Yeah. When fucking Callum is there, play him if he's fit. Play him. Like, I get that Mason presses a lot better and can defend better than Hudson Odoi, but like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. As we saw in the second half of West Brom, sorry to interrupt you, but um, the second half of the West Brom game that we reviewed last week, I probably touched on it, I don't know, but Mason was put into um, say his natural centre mid position for the second half and he tore it up, got the goal that started the comeback. Do you know? Yeah. And he was wasted on the wing in the first half, but sure, look. Uh-huh. 
Frank, young and inexperienced. That's the thing. You know, yeah. he's only a couple of years into his management managerial career. Um, yeah, yeah I found Hudson was lively, man. But was he like not a lot of stuff was coming off for him either, was it? No, you know, he no, was, he, he, he was trying. He was lively. That's it. He was trying. Mm. That's better than fucking Mason Mount on the wing. Well, do you know? yeah, true enough. Uh, and then, of course, about twenty minutes in, Mister Vuena scores, and um, yes, yes, yeah, a little bit of mistake from Spurs at the back, and it's picked up by uh, We Adoy, isn't it? And he puts it through. Hudson, yeah, Hudson plays it down the wing to Aspie, memory serves me correct. Yeah, Aspie. And Asby sends the uh, the new boy Regalon <laughs> sends him to fucking he Tesco to do next week's shopping. Him flying, yeah, man, he like goes yeah. to like hit it, and and he just comes sliding across the pitch yeah. and out of sight. Like. Aspie basically just fakes crossing the ball, yeah. and Regalon slides in. Um, uh, good luck to you, and, and just puts it straight Aspie into lays it then into the box. Yeah, yeah just, into the box, just the outside. And bang. Yeah, outside the box corner. Yeah, well, great finish. Yeah, it was. In fairness, it was a good finish. Great for finish. It. And I said to you, yeah. um, I seen it coming, like from a couple of previous games, because obviously, I'm watching, oh I'm, yeah, I'm watching, yeah, we were talking before the game. I'm watching Chelsea um, games now for the podcast and stuff, so I could just kind of see him, man. He, he, Werner looked like he was going to score in a matter of games. He just looked. He is. He's he lively. Just, yeah, yeah, definitely. But he's again. But Frank. So not surprised. Frank is. Uh, Frank is leaving Hudson Adoy out of the team and playing Werner on the wing, and having Tammy starting striker. Yeah, like, I thought that was a bit strange. I don't like that. Fucking Werner, you're not getting the best out of Werner. He's um, in that case. Yeah, he's meant to be playing in the centre, isn't he? Yeah. yeah I thought like that he was can strange. play off the left, but he's half the player. Yeah. But again, look, Frank, I don't know. He's learning on the job and he gets these notions, but sometimes he's shooting himself in the foot. But so far, so good, I suppose, this season to some respect when you consider that going into this international break, we're only two points behind Liverpool and they're they're going to be the benchmark for the season. So, I mean, two points behind Liverpool, you can't really complain. We look back at last week, not last week, uh, well, it was one of the pods. I think maybe it was with Paul, actually, the Liverpool man. Um, I would have loved to have come on for this podcast, you know, but... Oh, imagine. I don't yeah. think he would. I don't think he'd be too inclined. I, I, mean, I actually no. um, wanted Maddie. I kind of was trying to organise Maddie to get on, but it just didn't really work out. Um, but I will get. Gosh, the time. I know, I know. I, I do want to get him on at some stage, Maddie. If you're listening, we will organise something. But uh, Maddie swags. Maddie swags. But I remember, I was saying to you, man. Um, what I was saying about I think this this season, this league will be the tightest, point wise. And you were like, no, I, no, yeah, no, I man. I was like, that. I, I think, I think you were like, really. Ever, ever, you're like, really? I was like, oh, ever? Oh, yeah, no, I still stand by that statement. Well, I, ever, I, I, don't I know. think it's going to be one of the tightest leagues ever, man. I, I, uh, I honestly, honestly, I think it's going to be a lot closer, but I still think Liverpool are going to run away with it slightly. I said, like, the low, what's the lowest point to- total? I'd say it's very high 70s or low 80s. Oh, I can't remember. I, uh, I'd say 90, 90 points will do it this year, I'd say. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't necessarily mean I think point wise. I just think it's gonna be really tight from like, even from the bottom half of the table, it's gonna be. Oh yeah, the whole league will be. Yeah. But I still think Liverpool will win the league convincingly. But right, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, but anyway, so for Spurs in the first half, they had a couple of chances. Uh, Getson Fernandez had a chance. Um, Azuma yeah. made a very good tackle. I think then Lameda had another chance and, and Mendy saves it. And, uh, you know, towards the end of the second half, they were kind of, you know, they were, growing they were into it. Yeah, they were a few more opportunities. But Chelsea was still looking like the stronger team and they were looking, you know, more dangerous and they were creating more in the first half. Yeah, they, what they about really Mendy? 
what about Mendy, man? I haven't talked about that yet since the last pod. He's actually, this is his first game, was his first game. Yeah, it was, like he was he looked, coming out, yeah. claiming crosses, yeah. punching the ball. He looked far and like confident. When, we, when he came out and caught a cross, uh, like I turned to my housemate, who's also a Chelsea fan, I was like, oh my God, like we were actually getting excited about a keeper coming out and claiming a cross convincingly and punching it away. Like we were celebrating, um, we were celebrating the keeper catching the ball. Like, can you imagine having a keeper that, has has what's it what's the word I'm looking for has I don't know made me just so depressed in the form of Kepa that a keeper catching the ball and I'm celebrating it yeah like it blew my mind like I had to turn to my husband like I'm actually celebrating the keeper hey coming out punching balls you know not afraid to get out there and get in the hustle and bustle yeah man you know dominate but Speaking of Mendy, I don't know. Did you see? He has he picked up a thigh injury yesterday, oh, so he's oh. he's out for a couple of weeks. Oh dear! Apparently, oh dear! He's going to miss the Southampton game definitely, uh, but it remains to be seen if he shall be back for the Manchester United game. Oh good God! Uh, let's yeah. let's just, just stop. Just stop jumping the gun there, man. <laughs> just, just, just shh, shh, shh. Um, so we'll get into the second half then, man. And it was a different story. Yeah, Spurs look, I can't out. remember off the top of my head if we made subs at half time. I don't think we did. Um, no, I don't think so. Let me see, actually. Let me see lineups who came on for Chelsk. Uh, Golo Kante, Tammy, and Emerson came on. Oh, yes. So Mr. Ben Chilwell made his first start for us this game, actually. Um, Actually, let me just, I just want to talk about a couple of the players, actually. Um, Zuma and Tamori, they were centre-backs. I thought they were solid. Um, and Zuma was dropped completely out of the squad for the West Brom game where we drew 3-3. And I, I, I think I talked about it in the last part as well. I couldn't understand it. Like, he is clearly, like, our best defender. Maybe not centre-back because you've got Thiago Silva, but as a defender, just fucking getting in there and getting it done. I mean, Zuma's the boy. And like fucking Tamori beside him, I think they're a class pair together. I couldn't understand why he didn't blame against West Brom, but again, Frank's decisions, man, fucking question them sometimes. Again, but, man, he's yeah. inexperienced, like. I know, but still, he should. If I can see it, surely Frank does. But um, I don't know, man. Like we had to, we had to bring off Chilwell for Emerson, who actually got caught out for the equaliser late into the second half. Took off Kovacic, we took off Giroud for Tammy and Kante. Um, I don't know what it was the second half, whether we were fatigued or we were just surprised that Spurs came flying out the traps. And we were we didn't really have a kick in the second half, apart from we had, well, I say that, we had um, two fantastic chances um, before we, before Spurs actually equalised to, to make it 2-0. The first one, I think, was it was Mason Mount in a two-on-one situation. So he had Werner to his right, and it was Eric Dyer back defending by himself. And all Mason had to do was just slip it into Werner, and he hits it straight at Dyer. Like I couldn't believe it, man. Mm. The, like Mason, he shouldn't have been on the pitch. He, he, you could just see how tired he was. Right. It was such a sloppy pass, and then fucking Spurs go down the other end, and. Uh, get the goal through Lamella. Um, I can't remember, was it a cross into the, the back stick and Emerson loses his man, I think, as far as I remember. Emerson was definitely at fault. I can't really remember, though. 
I'm just got, I'm just getting the highlights up here. If you give me a second, oh man, what about YouTube in these twenty second unskippable ads? What's the story? Oh, they're getting worse, man. Yeah, worse, they're getting um, worse. worse. They're getting yeah. I'm pretty sure it was um, Lamella that scored, man. Oh, it was. It was hundred percent. It was Lamella that scored. But I'm just trying to think how the ball. It definitely came across the box because Emerson was asleep. He was jogging back. He didn't fucking jog back or run back. Enough. I think it's cleared out uh, to Regulon, isn't it? And he whips in the cross. Oh, did he get the assist? I'm oh, I'm actually just seeing the, the save here by Mendy to keep it 1-0. Uh, Regalon has a great chance and fucking blasts it and Mendy saves it at point-blank range. It's class. Yeah. Right, where is this goal? Lamella scores. Okay. Uh, Regalon gets it, hits it with the right foot, back stick. Emerson caught sleeping and, yeah, Lamella, easy finish. Oh, fucking Emerson, man. If Chilwell is in the team, that doesn't happen, but I suppose it's... Chilwell was coming back from injury, so we can't really do much about it. But yeah, then it goes to penalties then. And uh, Mendy dove or dove or dived, I don't know which dived. term it is. Dived. He went the wrong way every single yeah, time I know. for every penalty. And I think I think um everyone was shooting to the bottom left, or if am I wrong and saying bottom left. But everyone went bottom Maybe left. Everyone. And then when it was the fifth penalty, Harry Kane, he put it to the opposite corner. But it was like Mendy might have had like a plan of which way he was going, but I think when the first couple of people started shooting, they both went left, and then he might have been thinking, surely someone's got to go right. And then the third one went right, and then he's going right. The, the, the next person is definitely going to the right, and they went left as well. And then Harry Kane came up and he's got, well, he's going to stick it left as well. And then he puts in the fucking bottom right. And then my fucking superstar, Mason Mount, just puts the ball wide. And I know it's funny, like when you watch a team for so long and you just get to know players, actually, like you just know where they're going to kick it. I knew Mason was going top left before he even stepped up. And of course, he just he clips outside the post. So didn't even hit the post properly, uh, properly puts it wide. Yeah, like, it, was, it was more wide now, to be really honest. Close. Yeah, I was gutted for him because it wasn't a particularly good game for Mason now. But look, I'd rather it in the, the round of 16 of the EFL Cup than a, a potential fucking Champions League semi-final or something like that do you know what I mean well that's it so it's not a massive I wasn't cup. too bothered after it it's not a massive cup yeah it's... it disappointed me the second half performance it was worrying like going into that Crystal Palace game we were kind of all the Chelsea fans were nervous but we'll get into that again yeah um, yeah we'll get into Brighton now and United um, again I can't really I can half remember this game because uh, you, you actually didn't watch it man did you I watched a bit of the first half, I believe. Oh, that's right. And then you left to go to the gym or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I had the gym booked. Uh, yeah. Um, it was an okay game. The first half now wasn't great. The second half, I think, was far, far better from what I can remember. Uh, I'm look up the lineup here for United, the starting one. Again, it's that same lineup, I think, that played um, Luton. Yeah, more more or less, more or less. Mata, yeah. Gallo, um, all the boys. Uh, I think, um, I don't know, Bay, I think, was playing. It was Bay. Bay and Lindelof. Bay, Bay had a really yeah. good game, actually. Yeah. But I remember, Bay, yeah, Bay had a decent game. Um, so, I think though the first 20 minutes in that first, in that first half, Brighton were looking far more confident. Yeah. And United were creating very little chances. Uh, again, you know, I think, didn't we just play them, I think, the week before? 
played them like three or four days so beforehand. bright yeah and bright i mean should have won the game we beaten three two but i mean you know they were far the better team and we shouldn't really have won yeah. the game but they yeah so they would have been like well coming out for blood like because they knew they should have won the last game and they probably would have been pretty confident then again i think it was bloody brighton's reserve team more or less wasn't it that's the thing yeah i i see a couple of names here that i i re- uh, recognize ben white lewis dunk pascal gross uh apart from that um i don't recognize any of the other players i recognize all their bench though yeah but um Va- van der beek had a well i felt sorry for him in the first half of that game you know because he just didn't have the players that were just have the same footman brain be moving about the fucking gaff uh, to be, yeah. you know, you know, because he had some great balls, but just some of the players just weren't, you know, on the same wavelength as him. Um, uh, he he played in a lovely ball um, into Agallo, and of course, Agallo loses the ball. Agallo's never a great game at all. I reckon Agallo was on the way out. To be honest, yeah, so his his loan is up in January, yeah, and that won't and be that won't be continued. For those who don't know, we bloody well bought uh, Edson, uh, yeah, Edson Cavani. Edson Cavani. What a buy. Amazing player. Will change the team dramatically and cannot <laughs> wait. I know. Look, I hope, but like, I mean, he's 33. I mean, you know, five years ago, he was, we were chatting about him, one of the best strikers in the world. Look, he's either yeah. going to be Ibrahimovic 2.0 or fucking Falcao 2.0, one of the two. I don't think he's going to be Ibra, man. Uh, Ibra was performing at a much higher I know, level. I know, I know. A much higher level. I'm just trying to be positive, man, but I'm not expecting much from Cavani at all. But anyway, I'm going off point here. But um, about half an hour into the game, Brighton had a really good chance. I mean, oh, Dean Henderson with a great save. I think the ball's cut into the side of the box and shot, and just Dean Henderson with the fucking really good save. Um, Henderson's impressing. Henderson is impressing. Uh, he is. He made a great save. Yeah, he did. He made a very, very good save. Now, um, and yeah, Brighton were just making it very difficult for United. Uh, they were just opening up the midfield. You know, they were getting the ball through, uh, and then you know, Bay was having a very good game at the back. Thank fuck. Um, but again, you know, we uh, this is Brighton's reserve team. You know, we should be fucking. Been, we should be able to finish them off. Even if it's our, our reserve squad, at the end of the day, we're United. But like, we're struggling. We really were struggling. Like. Um, and yeah, just United were too slow. They were, you know, they, they just Brighton looked so much more comfortable, man. You know, it was like nearly too easy for Brighton, to be honest. Yeah. It was nearly too, too easy for them. And um, yeah, just the first half. Good luck to that. Wasn't a, wasn't a fantastic performance now. Second half, I think, was a lot better. You didn't see second half, Mark, did you? No, I didn't get to see it. Um, second half of it was far better. Uh, Brighton did come out strong, though. They did come out strong uh, from the kickoff, man. They were, like, driving into the box and stuff. And, again, Bay at the back was doing very well, getting clearances, getting tackles in as well. Um, and Brighton, again, were doing some very good kind of, you know, build-up play. But they just cannot get the final ball off. There's lacking the quality at, at, of the, at, at the end, man, you know. And, you know, United are defending quite fucking, like, a lot, like, and I was a bit concerned. Bit concerned. But a couple of subs, and yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. (laughs) Yeah, big difference. Uh, About 68 minutes in, I think Rashford comes on. uh, 
for Igalo and I think Pogba comes on for James, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, Pogba came on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Pogba, I think, was into the number 10 position. And then Van der Beek, I think, was on the left in the midfield, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, from there, uh, about 72 minutes in, I think, uh, some really, really good build-up play. And Van der Beek finds Mada with a lovely little back flick. And Mada just puts it into the back of the net. It was a great finish. Kind of delight for Mada. I do enjoy Mada, although I think his time has come. You can, if anyone can hear the bells in the background, it's bloody the cat here. I, I kind of want to let him out because he's like looking at the door. But yeah, I'm mid-floor with this. Let him out there if you want. So. Um, yeah, I'm going to finish off the Brighton game and then I'll let you kind of chat Chelsea with uh, cool. Spurs and I'll let the cat out. But yeah, man, Van der Beek with, uh, with a lovely little flick assist and Mada finishes it off. And uh, United now, we're really kind of starting to push. And um, it was Pogba being put on the pitch was making the Brighton players kind of push up more to Pogba to like, you know, kind of close him down. And it yeah. was creating space then in the back to whip in balls and play in balls. And yeah, um, again, Pogba with a lovely, lovely free kick. From outside the box, I can't remember who made the tackle, but uh, yeah, bang, bang, boom, boom, into the top corner. It was a lovely free kick. Oh, actually, no, I got a massive deflection. Deflected. Oh, that's Deflected. right. At first, Sorry, uh, yeah, first when you watch it, it's like, oh, class, that's right. And then you look back and it took takes a fair deflection off one of the Brighton players. You watch it now, I see. You watch it? Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it, it's mad. It's from bad. From the first angle, you wouldn't see no, it at no, all. No, you wouldn't. You think it went straight in and then from behind, yeah. it takes a... That was going wide. It was. Man. Oh, it was. It was. That was going wide as a game. That actually went down as his goal. Should have been uh, OG for sure. Oh well, he'll take it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and that was really it. I think I did. I miss a goal. No, three 0 Yeah, that was it. Three 0 Um, yeah. it was. Uh, yeah. Again, second half. I think. I think arguably play one. That second half was one of our better performances so far of the season, and that's. Yeah, you know, I don't know what you can really make of that, but it just it wasn't great play um, build up. Just stuff. on, just on Van de Beek. Um, did you see his agent come out and say that he he would have expected Van de Beek to be playing more? No, you didn't see that. No. Yeah, Van de Beek's agent, man. Uh, let me just see Van de Beek agent. And then Ever, Ever on Sky Sports told him to shut his mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, because I heard him say. Only Van der Beek's agent insists. Ever was like, oh, I don't understand, um, you know, why they buy Van der Beek. You know, is he playing? Is he starting? Or why? And yeah, he was kind of going off a wee bit on Van der Beek. Mm, let me see. He said, substitute, I don't like it at all. I couldn't do it. Coming on with four minutes left, you have to leave me on the bench. But I have to say, he did three good things and the penalty uh yeah he was very what was he saying basically he was just giving out that van der beek should shouldn't be on the bench and shit but yeah and then everyone was like one minute should have smelled all right
No. Oh, cans. We cans. Sorry, no. Oh, that was my um. That was my headphones clat- clattering off each other. Excuse me, listeners. I had to let uh, Wee Gizmo the cat out. He was desperate. Um, yeah, so that was the United game. As I said, you know, uh, Brighton had a decent first half, very good first half, really. And um, and and the first period of the second half, and uh, it was it was too easy for them. And Brighton pushed, and uh, then you know the subs came on. R- Rashford Potter made the difference, and uh, created chances, created the space, and boom, boom, three 0 Boom, boom is right. Boom, boom. So uh, Chelsea are out, United in, yeah. and we're gonna win the EFL. Oh Jesus! Cup. I don't know about that now. <laughs> Let me dream. Let me dream. <laughs> so, on to Spurs, and oh, sorry, not Spurs. Crystal Palace and Chelsea. Yeah, another London derby, London you could say. Derby. And you were uh, quite nervous for this game, Marcus. I was, yeah, were, after that Spurs kind of Why, man? Well, yeah, I suppose. Like Nath weren't great, we looked tired. Don't know, and, and Palace, like Palace had a good pre-season. Palace went to, don't forget, Palace went to Old Trafford and slapped you up 3-1. Not just, not just Palace. All them fucking teams have had a decent pre-season. Yeah. They're looking fresh, they're looking strong. Yeah. You know, but like when you see Palace go to Old Trafford and <sighs> and do that, it's like Jesus. They might give us a game, and they did. And they did for the first half. Can like Chelsea started the game really well, but um, then Palace kind of settled into it and just just negative ninnies as as I expected anyway from a Roy Hodgson team. Um, just sat back, wanted the counter. Maybe I'm wrong. I'll just double check these stats. I don't think Palace. Yeah, they didn't. They had four shots. They didn't have a shot on target. No. Didn't have a shot on, tar- on target all game. And they just they didn't threaten at all. Um, yeah, yeah. It was nil nil at halftime. It was Palace sat back and soaked up all the pressure and yeah, uh, first half was a bit of a bore. Well, just Chelsea dominated. Just couldn't get through that first half, man. Tammy fucking Abraham. My God, Stinker. my Stinker. God, dog shit. Excuse my language, yeah. but he was poor. Yeah, he had a stinker. And I was there. I don't think he will play the next game. I was there. I was the there. Light going. Yes, Tammy is shit cunt. Uh, yeah, hey Chelsea. I know, I'm only joking. Um, no, but he was man. I was really surprised actually. I was like, yeah, what I was texting is this? As well, giving out. Oh, you yeah, were. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah, you were. But I mean, yeah, yeah. he was poor, man. He was, he was poor. Yeah. Uh, so yes, Chelsea started very strong, and you know, Palace defended quite a bit the first half, and Chelsea had a fair amount of the possession too that first half. They did, yeah. I don't know first half numbers, but overall, Chelsea had seventy one percent of the of the full uh, full time stats possession at seventy one percent. Like that's 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 a theme for Chelsea. Um, normally under Frank, now games this season it hasn't quite been like that, but. With a Palace team, that's to be expected to be dominating the ball. But um, yeah, quiet first half. Um, nothing really jumps out to me in terms of chances uh, that I can really think of. But started the second half well. And Ben Chilwell um, started his first Premier League game. Just run through this lineup, actually. Uh, so Mendy started, but he didn't even have a, a save to make. Azpilicueta started. Now, that worried me. At, at When I read the team news, I won't lie, that worried me a little bit. Right. Because Zaha, I thought Zaha was going to be on the wing, on the left wing, but he actually started up top. Um, 
yeah, so Frank deployed Asby because he's better defensively than Reese. So I, I was a bit puzzled at first, but then I, I did get it. And then, but one thing that has to be taken into factor here as well as uh, Mendy, Azpilicueta, Thiago Silva, and Kurt Zuma, all of those speak French, are fluent in French, right. and they were actually, they were actually talking in French. It, on, Asby said on the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch. Yeah, they were all oh, communicating right, French. Right. Uh, three of the back four. So Ben Chilwell was probably thinking, what in the that's a, hell is Yeah, that's here? a bit... But see, he had Zuma beside him, so Zuma was probably getting instructions from Silva and telling Ben what the crack was. Right. Thiago Silva started. He was, oh man, he was class. His, his um, game reading is, is just phenomenal. Like if you watch the highlights, have whatever highlights Palace managed to muster up, but... Um, there was one, the ball is played into a box and the Palace players like late running and Thiago just reads it so well and he just fuck, he follows the run and he, he manages to block the shot but it was, it was just class, he's, he's such a class player, just he reads the game so well and I really like that back line that played, um, they were all really good, now Palace didn't offer anything, Yeah. I uh, just want to touch on Ben Chilwell actually, he, um, he's really good aerially. Like, I think he won every single header he went up for. It really surprised me how good and how how um, aggressive he is when he goes in for headers. He doesn't hold back. He, fight, he just goes in for it and he, and he wins them. I, I didn't know that about Chilwell. He was very good at header in the ball, um, which which surprised me. I just wanted to touch on that. But um, Yeah, well, speaking of Chilwell, Chilwell got the magic goal to kick off did, kick it yeah. off um, Adoy arrived late into the yeah, box yeah Adoy put the ball into the box and uh, it got bl- it got blocked by the Palace but they Jesus they absolutely scoff it at the back and the ball gets put in again and it jingles about uh, in the box and Chilwell just smashes it into the back of the net yeah just bounces kindly for him at the back stick, and he he just puts he no placement. He just puts his boot yeah. through it, and uh, he, a, he just rattles the back. In of the fairness, Chilwell did have a very good game. I you know fantastic. I can't he lie. was class. I think he was man of the match actually. He was. Yeah. You know, in fairness. Um, sorry, you know, are you still going on your back line or your your squad? Sorry. No, I just I see Jorginho played here. Jorginho had a great game. I'm not Jorginho's biggest fan. Uh, no, I don't know not. if I mentioned that on the pod before, yeah, I think you have, but. Um, I think you have. In these type of games, I think he thrives where the opposition are just sitting back because the there's no pressure on Jorginho. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. When they're not offering anything, Jorginho's great. And everyone's like, oh, Jorginho's class. And I just put out a tweet and I was like, yeah, these sort of games suit him down to the ground. But when we're playing the likes of a Spurs or a United or a team that will press us, like United. Liverpool, they, yeah, I was about to say, maybe not United, but a, a Liverpool they get in and around him and they don't give him time to breathe. He's not able, like he was pinging passes and pointing people where to go and organising the whole show. But in the game against Liverpool, he no chance does he get that sort of room and he, he's not able to play his games. It's a different ball game in Italy. It's not as intense uh, as slower, the Premier League. Slower. Yeah, in games like this, I'm happy for Jorginho's play because he dictate, he dictates the whole game yeah. and he's brilliant. Mm. But against teams that press and get in and around him, he doesn't have the time of day to make the passes that he does in, in games like this. Yeah. But, um, well, I was going to say something about Chilwell there. Oh, yeah, I was saying like he had a class game, but one, once or twice I noticed he was caught out of position. Yeah, man, he was... Which kind of worried me was, a bit. Man, but, he's, um, he's probably better going forward, Chilwell. Oh, I, I would agree, but at least he has the recovery pace. 
when he well, is. Well, that's it. Well, um, not well. One position. gear, one gear, fri- one gear, Alonso. It's, it's the thing with Alonso is like he wouldn't be caught out quite like Chilwell was, but Alonso, when we're on the attack, it's when he has to come back, he doesn't. He will not come back. Whereas Chilwell will fucking bust the gut to come back, so it's it's a it's a huge improvement. I'm just circling Chilwell here. It's, that area of the pitch is such a big improvement having him. Um, he he got an assist as well. He got yeah. an assist for Zuma the second goal. He did not long he after the first goal. Indeed, yeah. it was um was it a header? No, what a header it was. Yeah. reminded me of a, of a, a young Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, Jesus, did, stop, did you see the header? Did, yeah, yeah. He just he jumps up, but he almost jumps too early. But then he's able to hang in the air, and then to get power on it as he's he's coming down like gravity is bringing Zuma down, and he just manages to snap his head onto the ball and direct it like loop it over the keeper. Oh man, when I watched it live, and then you get to see the replay as well, I was like, wow, like how's he's he's very very good, no, no more than Chilwell. Kurt Zuma's class in the air. He's got a really good leap. You know, I re- like I'm not even messing. Like it really does remind me of Ronaldo. Now, come on. How, how he hangs in the come air. On. How he hangs in the air. Mark, you're. He's very you're good. Getting a bit now. You're getting a bit bit excited. For- he reminds me of Ronaldo when he is headering the ball. That statement. And that's his only attribute. You're getting excited. You're getting excited. I'm being real. There's no. <laughs> excuse me. No other player that I've seen that hangs in the air. Like Ronaldo, far from Zuma, mm-hmm. that goal. I don't say that Zuma does it every game. No, but that how, that particular thing reminded how me. How many of headers has he scored, Mark? Fame. Oh, <sighs> can't think at the top of my head. He scored a couple anyway. Right. I'd say Zuma scored. I would say three, maybe. I'd say three, but he's he's got on the end of crosses with his feet as well. He scored a few like where the ball's been whipped in and he's like stretched out a leg and, and tapped the ball in kind of thing. Yeah. So he's good. Zuma's a good threat as well. But uh, going back to Mr. Chilly Willy. Um, yes. Uh, I One thing that stood out to me too at the back that he'd done, and he just, you know, maybe he's just so confident as well. Just, you know, it was a very, it was a, um, it was a palace ball in. I think it was MacArthur whipped with the ball in and uh, Chilwell then just comes and he chests it, he kind of chests it down for Mendy to catch. Oh, yes. I was yeah. like, Jesus, man. Right. This guy. He has confidence in himself. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was, it was just, well, just because I'm comparing watching fucking United at the back sometimes, you know, Aguirre. Just, it was a, just, I thought it was just a nice fucking little fucking chest yeah. down for, for Mendy to recover. Yeah, no, he had a very good game now, in fairness. Um, and again, uh, Hudson Adoy whipped another ball in as well from the right. And Abraham. <laughs> Oh, Abraham misses it. Goes way past the post. Was it a header? Uh, I think it was a free header, wasn't it? It was. For, yeah. Yeah. That for a man that is six foot four, six foot five, I've never seen the aerial ability. How poor he is at headering a ball for a man that tall. It's awful. He, he didn't he have a really bad season poor. last season, did he? No, he got eighteen goals. Yeah. Um, great do you think his confidence taken away? Knock uh, seeing come, uh, with Werner coming into the squad. Um, it's hard to know, but I think Tammy is the type of individual that will thrive off that, that will want to do well. And we, we got a penalty. We, well, for the third goal, we got a penalty. I think um, who was taken down? Was, was that a handball? No. Not sure. Hold on. Let me just double check. Uh, 
Hold on there, senor. Well, if we- I remember the we got two penalties in the game. The 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 second one, Havertz wins the penalty. I think I'm just after seeing that. Who wins it here? Oh, Tammy wins it. Tammy wins it, I believe. What was it? Uh, yeah, Tammy won the first penalty. It was a good bit of trickery, I suppose. He kind of knocks it past the player, like uh, just kind of baits him in, and then Jorginho puts it away. But for the just to touch on Tammy, just how I said about his mentality, whatever, Havertz wins the second penalty. And because Werner hasn't scored in the Premier League quite yet, um, he wanted to take it. But Tammy, Tammy was fighting for that ball. Tammy had the ball in his... Uh, his hands. He wanted to take that penalty. He wanted to score. Like he, he's he wants to prove a point. So I think he's he's up for the fight, man. Right. I think okay. he wants to do well. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But but as as P just comes in, it's like no, Jorginho's on the pitch. He's the penalty taker. He's taking it. I think if Tammy was the only one looking for the penalty, I think they would have let him take it because Jorginho actually said, "Yeah, Tammy, you're very can take it." I think if Tammy um, was playing better, maybe no. Do you reckon, do you reckon I, I, was, I just think he was playing poorly? Nah, I don't think so. I just think it was the fact that Werner wanted it as well and they didn't want to have to make a decision. So the normal penalty takers on the pitch, so just give it to him, put a stop to any uh, any squabbles. And I, I thought that was good um, of Aspie. Good leadership. I wouldn't associate Yeah, I wouldn't associate him as a good captain, but he just comes right in there and says, no, Jorginho's taking it. Boom, there you go. And it's 4-0. So from... A, not a poor first half it was a fairly dominant first half but like we struggled in that first half to get through the attack and play it was it was weird this this team still has to gel man oh, um, so how many just watching our attacking phases uh, it the first half didn't look good it was kind of sloppy in the attacking we get to the attacking phase and we kind of mess it up but I think once to tell you what Hakim Ziyech played a game today for Morocco it's his first game back since injury uh, he got an assist within like 15 minutes coming on the pitch when Hakim Ziyech comes back in and Pulisic so you have uh, Ziyech Pulisic Werner as your front three and then Havertz playing in behind oh, I think it's going to be a different gravy man this is, I this think is that's it. when it's really going to that's when it's really going to that's when, really gonna, yeah, that's when I think it's really going to click is when um, how, or, uh, Ziyech comes into the team I think he's going to he's going to be the surprise package I think out of the, all these signings because he was the first one we got him back in February so he's not really spoken about that much. And he's been injured, of course. So people aren't really talking about him. Like rival fans, any game that they've watched. If you're not a Chelsea fan, you're not obviously keeping up to date with the Chelsea team. But when Zia comes in and starts slapping in a few of these balls, man, on the money, they'll they'll take heed. Oh, God. I'm not looking forward to this Chelsea game. Oh, that's the thing, man. Like, I know we'll get on to it now in a second. You got slapped up by Spurs, but... I don't know what it is. United always turn up for the Chelsea games, man. I'm always, I'm always nervous playing Man United. I don't care if we were playing you tomorrow. I would still, I still wouldn't be confident of Chelsea getting um, three points. Well, pro- I'd say, I'd say a point. I would take a point. But I just, I don't know, man. It's Old Trafford. We don't win at Old Trafford often. Well, I mean, you can say it's Old Trafford. Yeah, fair enough. But there's no home support. It, it doesn't really matter. It's like a neutral ground. And all yeah, the grounds are true, like neutral. True. Yeah, that the home advantage is all about the home fans. Of course, you know? yeah. So, but just when you're watching Chelsea for years, go to Old Trafford and underperforming, it's like, oh, I don't care how bad Man United the form is. That well, they'll have to go to Newcastle first, see how they get on there. But mm. 
I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, no, look, a, a decent second half performance from Chelsea. Um, Hudson Doyle got himself an assist. Chilwell got a, an assist and a goal. Just an all around good performance. Like Kai Havertz, man. I don't want to go too much in on Kai Havertz because, as in, like, go into detail because I won't stop. He's so good. Like, he had a good game, actually. Yeah, he, he looked man, good. Now. He's so good at just receiving the ball on the half turn. He gets it. His weight of pass is just spectacular. He just, he very rarely overplays a pass. He's so good. And even his runs into the box, there's a couple of instances in the first half where Asby crossed it. But if he had met Kai, like Kai was in such good positions. He makes these late runs into the box, gets in such good positions. He's he's class, man. Like you'll have rival fans and saying, oh, he's only scored a hat-trick against Barnsley. He's not scoring in the Prem. But if you watch him play for 90 minutes, he's just so good. I cannot, like, I, sorry to go on about it, but I cannot believe we signed him. Like, I cannot believe he plays for Chelsea and he's on a five-year deal. That blows my mind. Mm, well, he's going to be ridiculous. Some. Well, for some. Yeah. Speaking of well for some, Manchester United, they uh, they had an interesting game against Tottenham Hotspurs. Doing well for some. As in, oh. you're saying well for some for Chelsea. Yeah. You're obviously a United fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an absolute shambles. Got off to a good start, though. Oh, what, well, the first... 30, 40 seconds. 30 seconds. Great stuff. Yeah. And then from there on in. 28 seconds, you got a penalty. Yeah, 30 seconds in, you know, we got a penalty. It was, I mean, it was like 2-1 within, what, seven minutes? Yeah, yeah. Um, What's making the starting lineup? So, um, I was happy to see Bay, because he, he, yeah. he did perform well against uh, Brighton, even though it was the reserves. But, you know, yeah, Lindelof was just like, right, get Bay and Maguire going, see the crack. Um... So you had Juan Bissaka, yeah, Eric Bay, Harry Maguire, yeah. Luke Shaw, yeah. Matic, Pogba, Greenwood, Fernandes, uh, Rashford, and Martial. So no, happy enough with the lineup, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, well, thirty seconds in, you know, we were attacking, and Martial is put through, and he gets fouled in the box, and it's a clear penalty, and uh, Pem Fernandes scores it again. Yeah, the absolute legend. Um, great penalty taker um but i mean and after that the car crash begin after that um you know you was it like four minutes in united yeah four minutes united in, in cannot clear the ball from the box i mean there must be about fucking four headers four yeah. headers and uh, mcguire mcguire tries i think what he's trying to do is trying to head it back to De Gea, yeah. I think, I think, but it's an absolute he, is. he doesn't get enough power on it. Awful header, poorly, poorly, Cook. poorly uh, 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 done, and the ball bubbles about, and Shaw tries to clear it. And if I am not mistaken, does fucking Maguire bring down Shaw? Yep. He brings he down his own player, and that's not the first time he's done that. That is he drags him down, that, yeah. that is not the first time Harry Maguire has t- taken down his own player <laughs> in the box. It's not. I can't remember the the other one, but it definitely is not the first. Uh, it's funny. I was actually watching the highlights earlier, and Luke Shaw does not know what happened. He he looks at Maguire and is like, he starts shouting, but then he looks at the ref and he's like putting out his arms as if to say, 
I got dragged down, but it was Harry Maguire that dragged him down. Sweet Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, <laughs> Harry brings down his own fucking defender. And yeah. Spurs smashed the ball in. Who I can't even remember who scored the, that goal. Was it Kane? Or uh, or? What's his name? Ndombele. 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 And, uh, yeah. I'm... Only minutes later, Harry... Um... Harry fouls. Two Harrys involved. Harry, uh, Harry Maguire fouls Kane. About seven minutes. Yeah, in. sloppy. Just just runs into the back of him basically, and and they just switch off. And he just switch off. And Harry Harry Kane, who looked very, he looked. Sharp I told you, man. As he fuck. was. We were talking about it. Um, during the like at halftime, we we're talking about how sharp Harry Kane oh, actually looked. Man. And I think it was Gary Neville on commentary made the point that they had four games in a week, but Harry Kane featured in all of them. This is and it. He didn't play in every game. This is it. But he he had that match sharpness and he got fouled and straight away he was up, just like yeah, boom. He knew, and saw Hull, yeah, and saw Son, Son. Yeah, he knew Son was already good doing the run and he played it and yeah, he walked the note, didn't know what was going on. United asleep, man. And Son goes in and just a class finish from Son, little dink. Just to the side of the hair, class and human son is some player, man. He is. He's very good. Some player. You can mm. you can see how much he um he means to Mourinho too. Yeah. Because I think Mourinho that loves it, yeah, in, in that pre match um uh conference, press conference, uh, you know, before the game starts, you can see Mourinho is there chatting and he's happy because your man goes, I saw him is confirmed, you know, back for the game and he's beaming. He is so yeah. happy that that man is is, is starting like um, I think Mourinho was playing mind games in the pre-match press oh, conference probably like, was. the day before. I saw something on Twitter. I didn't actually see the press conference, but um, I saw Man United fans saying that. He uh, dig at Ollie or something, doesn't he? Yeah, he said something about Ollie, but he also said that Son wasn't fit for the game, oh, as far as I'm aware. Oh. Yeah, and then bang, the day of the game, Son is fit. Of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, Kane whips in that well, passes in that really quick free kick, and uh, Saunders runs in, and United not ready, and it's a really good finish pass to Haya. Really good, really good now. Um, oh god, it's just you know, you know, uh, it's just, just so hard to dissect because it was so poor. United had a couple of chances after that, though, man. Like, they weren't dead and buried at 2 1. No, no, um, we weren't dead and buried. There was a big, big factor we'll get into, but um. Um. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, you know, it was a bit, a bit of back and forth, a bit of back and forth. You know, uh, but Spurs were looking sharper. Oh, facts. Yeah, but um, Rashford, Rashford got the ball and worked him well, worked himself a bit of space, really well done. Uh, hit the post. Uh, Hugo Lloris was left for dead. He was not getting anywhere near. It. He was just standing still. Smacks the post. Yeah. Mason Green. Had a kind of a half chance, edge of the box, hit a shot, but it went wide. Yeah, it was uh, really good. But then I think it, but then Spurs took over, man. Then Spurs really turned it up. Um, I was just without Greenwood, Charles, I man, there was he should have played into Rashford. There was a there was a Rashford was free in the box, and he just was he? Uh, he was just the greed. Should have played him. Yeah, definitely should have played uh, the Rashford in. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, man. From there on in, I mean, good luck. Spurs just started pounding, pounding, pounding. They had two good chances, like hey, one some, after the other. Had two very good saves. Um, but you know the United defense was just looking shaky as fuck. Yeah. And then twenty-eight minutes in, the you know you could say the big turning point in a way. Even though we were kind of getting a bit bombarded, this was a massive, massive decision, where Martial gets sent off. <clears throat> so, 
There's a bit of argy bargy in the box as a corner. Lamella elbows Martial, clear and utter elbow in the face. And Martial responds with a little kind of slap in, in towards Lamella's face. And Lamella, the smart bastard, goes down and makes an absolute yeah. show of it. And Martial gets sent off and nothing done to Lamella. And like, right, in that instance, either Martial and Lamella get sent off or both get booking. And the thing that really Lamella pissed me off, chat. the thing that really fucking annoyed me was VAR reviewed it and nothing was done. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck? What, what is the point? What is the point if you're not going to call that there? An absolute yeah. clear elbow into his face. And Martial, by right, should have fucking gone down. He should have gone yeah. down there, and that would probably would have been a penalty to us. Or was it a pe- That's Lamella, man. He's as cute as a fox. I hate him. He's an awful dirty fucker. Oh, Mourinho has a bread into him too, probably. He does. And and uh, Mourinho was smart enough to take him off at halftime because he knew right well that um, the referees would have seen that and been like, right, we've got it wrong here. Or, or uh, Lamella was just as much as a fault or whatever. So any sort of a foul from Lamella in that second half, and he was gone. So Mourinho was smart and taking him off. But um, yeah. but yeah, so that awful. that that all fucking kicks off, and then United have the ball and they're trying to play it out from the back, and oh, they, yeah. I mean, absolute dog shit pass, dog shit pass. Uh, uh t- yeah, towards Maguire, he just gets absolutely pushed off the ball. And Son lays it off to Kane, and he absolutely buries it in the fucking net. It's three one. 28 minutes in. I think he tried three. to play it into Matic. Oh, maybe it was to, to Matic. I, I think Sorry. it was Matic he plays it into. But, like, that just shows, like, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. What was he thinking? Like, and then it, two Spurs players were close to Matic and he decides to play an underhit pass. It, was, it wasn't even a good pass. And then it just went straight to a Spurs player. It was an underhit pass. And Kane just slides in, wins it back, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then about... Te- lays it back to him and then bang. About 10 minutes later, then... In comes on for another goal and Maguire. Oh, yeah, Maguire. What about that, man? Oh, Maguire. Oh, my god, having a Maguire pushes out to left back. Luke Shaw comes in center back. back. What's going on? I don't know. Did you see the video of David De Gea screaming at Luke? Did you see that? No, I don't think I did. Oh, you get the audio from the pitch. Um, Luke drops into center back and he someone's making a run in from the box, and Luke thinks that, um. Whoever played, I can't. I don't know who played the cross. Uh, someone played the cross um, through Maguire's legs. But as they're playing that cross, Luke runs out, like as in towards the edge of the box, and De Gea's like, "Luke, no, no, no!" Oh and then God. ball comes across, and Son, Son comes in behind Luke Shaw, and then uh, puts it through De Gea's legs, and uh, then De Gea gets up and says, like, "What are you doing, man?" Yeah, so Luke Shaw just away with the fairies for that one. Well, yeah, we have Tellers now, so it'll be interesting to see. I think Tellers um, walks into that. Walks into that. I really do. What do you think? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have been bought otherwise. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. We'll see with Tellers. Um, I do think he is far, far better going forward. Oh, he is. He's a monster going forward. But you have to consider that Porto are one of the best teams in that league and don't really get challenged by Benfica, as far as I'm aware. So, um, yeah. Tellez has a mean free kick on him as well, man. What do you make of Luke Shaw? Good long shots, good free. Oh, 
the, the games that I've been watching recently, like for this podcast, he's not impressed me. No, he, he ha- Mark Goldberg swears yeah, by him, I know. but Jesus Christ, he, I don't know. He gets caught out of position a lot. Yeah, he, he he's fairly divided the fan base to, uh, to Luke Shaw. Some people think he's good, yeah. others don't. But, um, you know, Ollie's obviously buying Tellers for a reason. Maybe yeah, just to touch on Luke Shaw, just before we move on yeah. to the next point in the second half. Um, I can't remember what the score was, but Spurs are breaking down Luke Shaw, or Luke Saw, Luke Shaw's side, and the ball is nowhere near. It was Lucas Mora actually, and he skins past uh, Luke Shaw, and Luke Shaw just absolutely swipes him out of it. No intention of getting the ball. I thought he was going to be sent off, and you can see in the slow motion replay, um, from behind Luke Shaw's, you can see Ollie, and when Shaw makes the tackle. Ollie kind of throws his hands up in the air and onto his head. And I can't believe it wasn't given as a red card, man. I don't know. Do you recall that tackle? Yeah, I do. Um, again, Rude. again, VR, what the fuck? Yeah. Honest crazy. to God, man, I don't know what's going on there. That was a red all day for me, but. Um, so, yeah, the first half ends 4 1, Spurs. Yeah. And uh, the second half, 50 minutes in, United get sliced open at the back. The ball's put through to Aurier and he uh, he makes it fucking 5-1. 5-1. Five, one. Mm. Five, one, five minutes in. Uh, yeah, you have to kind of look at Ollie for this one, man. The halftime substitutions. Right. Oh, yeah. So he takes he, off Fernandez. He took off Fernandez. And apparently, apparently, he took him off because he was giving out like fuck to Harry Maguire in the dressing room. Well. Apparently. Yeah, I have. You don't take him off. You do, You cannot take him off. I couldn't understand it. So because you're a man down, I can't remember what formation you kind of got into, but it, it ends up that Pogba's defending the left wing, like the left flank or like the left back position. So the right wing for Spurs and a left back kind of left midfield position for United. Pogba isn't going to be good defending that position, like because Luke Shaw has to tuck in and, then um, I think his name was Hoiberg, Holberg. I can't, don't know how to pronounce it, but um, he slots it into Aurea down Pogba's side. And like, I don't know why he kept him on and played him in that position. It was strange from Ollie, man. Yeah, I don't know. Was he thinking, right, the game is lost, batting up the hatches because he took off Fernandez, and I'm pretty sure he took off uh, Madic, did he? And he put on. Um, he did. He put he on did Fred and Yeah, McTominay. he put on Fred and McTominay. So, mm. I don't know, was that to batten up the hatches? Uh, That's what it seemed like, but Jesus Christ, it didn't really work. Oh, no, it was shocking. Because um, so, when he did it first, I was I was appalled at that decision, that what he'd done. Yeah. But that was my only reason. It's like, right, right, he's going to try and batten up the hatches now with these, you know, McTominay and Fred. Um, but I did hear about that whole Maguire incident in the changing room. And you know what? I'm fucking happy to hear that. I'm happy that there's a player like that Giving it to the fucking, giving it to Maguire, rightly so, rightly so. Yeah. You know, she shows a bit of leadership, um, and a bit of passion, and a bit of I fucking give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I I I was happy to hear that in a way. Do you know what I mean? Um, if if you can understand, obviously don't be players fall now, but you need that sometimes in the dressing room. Cop the fuck on. What are you doing? Because he was, yeah. he had an absolute shocker of a of a first half. And he's our fucking captain. He is our club captain. I mean, I, I think Fernandez all day. I know he's only there nine yeah, months. He's only there nine months. Um, 
But I mean, I, uh, to me, it's n- it's a no-brainer. It's an absolute no-brainer to put him as, as captain. Yeah, uh, and to be honest, man, I think Maguire needs to come out of that team. Oh, do you know what? I know, I know you paid that amount of money for him, but and I don't like how this isn't being talked about enough. Is hard, like, I know, I know, I'm guilty of giving Kepa a hard time, and I was talking to you how Kepa went through a hard time personally last year with his breakup with his girlfriend. Well, or that explains some of it, maybe, man. Yeah, but Maguire is is in deep shit with the feds in Greece. Like, deep shit. Bribing the police, hitting them, fighting them. He is in deep shit. Like, how how do people not realise that that is going to affect him? In Definitely. Oh, I've said, I know? said this myself, it, that that is a factor. Definitely is a factor. And he's being played through a really shit period and it's not helping him. Yeah. And the fucking Glazers, man. Oh, look, I'm not a United fan, but I still care for them because of you and our whole family's United fan. The fucking Glazers, man, are an absolute disgrace. And we'll get on to it with the transfer window review thing. But you needed a centre back. And this is a prime example. Why? Because Lindelof and Maguire are not a good pairing. Harry Maguire is in a bad batch of form. And Eric Bay, I don't know, did you see, has has an injury on international duty. No, I'm and not surprised, man. I'm not like that's Bay as well. And gets you don't have another centre back. You have what's it? Not Fulzimensa, Twanzebi, I think his name is. But I was listening to Mark Goldbridge, and he made a very valid point that he was out for a year. And professional football players are not out for a year in this modern day with science, like ACL tears. I mean, you're you're less than ten months out. So what in the fuck is going on with Twanzebe that is out for a year oh, and people expect him to come back in and Jesus Christ, like turn a water into wine. Like he's, oh man, the Glazers have fucked you royally and have fucked, you know, they fucked Ollie. And in my opinion, it's only a matter of time for him. And I, do you know what? I actually feel a bit sorry for him because he's been fucked royally. He really has, man. Uh, you know, it's, it's the same old story. Is history repeating itself? Uh, there was a tweet I liked here on Twitter. Uh, let me just get it up here. It'll take two seconds. Yeah, and it just shows you the. Um, it just shows you. Where is it now? Uh, history is repeating itself, and this is a common pattern with United uh, ever since Van Gaal, where they. They back them the first window and then don't like the next. So, yeah, so here it is, right? So, Manchester United's net spend since 2013-14. 2013-14, 67.8 million. There, right. Van Gaal comes in then, 2014-2015. 131.5 million. That's net spend. Net spend. Okay. 2015-2016, 48.5. Second season. Yeah. Yeah, this is what happens. They get back the first window. They do well, well enough for they get the Champions League or they win a bit of silverware, and the board is then happy enough at that, happy enough at that that they don't really feel the need to really like go again the same, yeah. the exact same again. So, um, that was forty eight point five million twenty fifteen twenty sixteen. <laughs> Excuse me, sorry, I'm a, I've got a bit of a, I'm not feeling uh, the best. Guys, I'm you've got that road. No, I have not. I've been tested. <laughs> I'm just a bit, yeah, under the weather, a bit flurry. So Mourinho comes in 2016, 2017. First season, 100. Let me guess. Let me guess. Oh, okay. Well, it's 100. I was going to say 150. 
124. Oh. Net spend. Okay. 2017, okay. 2018. That's still decent. 2017, 2018, 97.6. Again, you could say, my bad. 2018, 2019, 46.9. 2019, 2020. Social first. Um, Proper transfer. Transfer run. 120.2 million. 2020, 2021, 35 fucking million. <laughs> that speaks for itself. 35 million net spend. 35 million, boy. Oh, my God. And that was on what? Van de Beek? Oh, sweet Jesus. Christ. I think he spent 40, maybe oh, high 30s on Van de Beek. God. That's disgraceful, man. Like, um, To be honest, yeah, we can fin- finish off the Spurs game. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. It was the hardest half of football I've ever had to watch. It really yeah. was. It was very hard to watch that. And I had to, obviously, for the podcast, but I obviously were doing it. I can't even, I've wiped from my memory. I can't remember most of that second half. Um, it was just shocking, man. And it, it couldn't really do much in that second half, to be no, fair. I think Pogba gives away, a, or not Pogba, was it? Yeah, Juan Bissaka goes in for a tackle, misses it, and Pogba slides in as well, gives away a penalty, stupid penalty to give away. Um, I think Pogba had a really poor game as well, didn't he? Before we end this first segment, what is your opinion on Paul Pogba? Signed four years ago. Yeah, he hasn't really done it, has he? He hasn't. He hasn't done it. And I, moments, I've, moments. I've often said to you, and I'm sure there's text proof that I say on his day, I think he's the best in the world. Oh, yeah. I really do. Fact. I think he's so good, Fact. but he, he hasn't come close to that. Man, I don't think he United wants show. to be there. He's already started coming no. out with this whole Madrid thing again. Uh, yeah. You know, you know, f- what's he doing? Because he's playing shit. The team's doing shit, and now he's fl- his eyes at Madrid. Like, what? What are you at? Like, yeah. Look, what are you at? I think it's time to go. For Pogba. It's time to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Arsenal fan TV wanker. Oh, yeah. It's time to go. Claude. Yeah, 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 Claude. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah. No, man, I think I think so. He doesn't want to be. I, I wanted him to go there a couple of summers ago when he came out first and said he was he wanted off. I was like, cash in now, get your monies and invest it uh, in, in, in another player. Fuck it. Uh, but they didn't do that. Because I don't think he's going to sign a contract. You know, I don't think so. Why would he? Why would he? Yeah. Give me a reason why he would sign a contract. Un- okay, unless he's a mercenary, unless he wants monies. That's what I was about to say. That's massive it. wage. That's it. That is the only reason. I, there's no other reason why. And I, I, ha- I hate to say this as a United fan about my club, but th- I, 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 it's the truth. Why would yeah. he? Uh, is it 27, 28 now? You know, 28, 28 I think. Soon, yeah, you know, soon to be 28. Exactly. That man wants to be playing in a, a squad where there's good quality around him, where they're challenging for titles, where they're going into Champions Leagues, where they're winning titles, they're winning Champions Leagues. That's what he wants to do now. He's coming towards the end, not the end, but he's getting towards the end now of his career. Not the end, but like, you know, he's in his prime, you know, like three, four years, he's in his 30s. Yeah. You know, and he, has to, he obviously wants to show something for it. You know what I mean? So you can understand too, but oh man, it's an absolute shit show at United. So look, Paul Pogba, I think it's... It's time to go! <laughs> 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 oh, boy, that's brilliant. It's time to go! <laughs> I think it is. And in a 
I know obviously you can't really say ifs and buts because obviously we're living in the coronavirus times, but in any normal circumstance, I think uh, Pogba would have been off this summer. Oh, yeah. Romero came, out. Romero came out and confirmed that he'd be a Juventus player if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah, that would have freed up the funds for Sancho big time, man. I think you would have signed him had Paul Pogba left this summer. But... Van de Beek, Fernandez, Madic, and Sancho. Yeah. Oh, sir. What you need, do you know what could really fucking turn that team around if you had got Sancho and the Glazers weren't so horrific? If you got like a a new CDM and then had Van de Beek and Fernandez, I think that that would transform your midfield. But obviously, if buts and maybe's. But this is it, man. You're 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 talking shite now. You're annoying me. If yeah. you know, it's 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 done. No, it's done now. We didn't fucking do that. We don't have Sancho okay, next year. Man, when, this is it. The chance is gone. The chance is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's. F- oh, I can't. I cannot. Like I can't even man, put into words. Man, we're a month or two in. I remember I was back at the house and we were chatting about it. And I says, "I am not confident." I'm like, "I, I would not be surprised, man." And you're like, "What? Really? Yeah. Really?" I was like, "I'm, I said, I'm, re- I'm shocked." No, you were the only team in for him. Not surprised, man. I, I mean, we've done. We've, and it was so public. Oh, yeah, I know. Look, we're shambles. We're so inept, man. We're so inept. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the fucking Spurs game. I never want to chat about it again. It was awful. Um, yeah. I can only the only. <laughs> Shelly's here beside me, my girlfriend, and she's a Liverpool fan, and she did give me a bit of grief. She gave me a bit of grief. And my good golly, we were waiting up for the Liverpool Aston Villa game. <laughs> and in comes Paul Mac or in comes Paul, the Liverpool player and uh, Liverpool player, Liverpool fan. He didn't, in fairness to him, he didn't give me too much. He gave me a little bit, but he didn't give me too much. But my God, watching that game, it was oh my god. Wow. Wow. Agent Ross Barkley, man. He should have had a hat-trick. Yeah, the clown. That's why he isn't in the Chelsea squad. Although, I don't think I've ever seen him in that position. Do you know those two chances he had? Like, centre of the goal and fluff them. Yeah. Or made those def- there's one definite clear one. I don't think I've ever seen him in that position in the Chelsea shirt. It's almost as if the shackles were off when he got to Villa. And it's like, okay, I'm not a Chelsea anymore. There's no pressure on me. I can play how I'm supposed to play. And he just did his thing. And it's Man, like, he, he, he would have been up for it too. He would have been up for it because it's at Liverpool and he's an Everton fucking fella yeah, too. Yeah, of course. So he was up but for it's it. like when he puts on a Chelsea shirt, he's he's afraid to play his style, that uh, just forward style of his. He, he just plays it so safe and boring in a Chelsea shirt. I, I couldn't believe I was watching. Yeah. Uh, it was like watching the, the Everton Ross Barkley. It was... Bizarre. It was a madness. It was an absolute madness. And uh, funny enough, I think when it was 3-1, um, Paul was beside me. And, uh, you know, because after the game, I was like, oh, Paul, three becomes four, four becomes five, five becomes six. <laughs> you know, just absolutely messing. Yeah, yeah. And he kind of laughed. And I, I was saying, I was like, look, guys, 3-1. I says, you can't write Liverpool out just yet. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, I could still see them scoring two or three. I'm winning like four or three. And then it was four, and then four became five, and then it was five two, and then it was six two, and then it was seven two, and I mean it could have been eight, Nuts. could have been eight nine or ten. Could have been. And I don't know what what happened. It was just an absolute shambles at the back. I mean Trent had a fucking shocker. Yeah. He was it's that high line man. He was it's that high line. Do you know what? I I heard something today about Trent 
saying that he would be better suited in the midfield as a winger. Yeah. And I could agree, and I think they should maybe buy another right back. He's not a good defender. He's not the best defender. He's not. He's he was not, caught out of position so many times that game. Yeah. So many times. Jeez, I'm so I so sound bummed up. Oh my God, I need to blow my nose. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So United, we'll go over the transfer window. It's done now. Personally, I think it was an abysmal window. Um, what would you rate Man United's window? Oh my God, I'd say what three, four. Jesus. Well, that's okay. Been generous, man. You think so? You think it's been generous? Oh, I wouldn't give it more than a three. Yeah. I'd almost say two. Like yeah. you've brought in positions, yeah. I think Van der Beek and Tellers are decent, but like you, your main target wasn't a left back. Need a right winger. Fair enough. You needed a midfielder, need a kind of creative midfielder. Your your two main targets were centre back and right winger. Yeah. And you didn't bring in either. No. Like. Pissing about for Sancho so as well. Inept. Inept. Panic buying. Absolute Owners. panic buy. For Cavani. Cavani. Cavani was available. The French League stopped in March. I know, man. He's been available free agent for a long time. He's been... Oh, he my God. The plan. He was not a part of the plan. Never. No, never. Never, ever, ever, ever. 10 million in agent fees. Oh, How do you think Oli got for social feels about that? Oh, if I was Oli, I would have walked, man. But, like, I, I suppose it's hard to walk away from thousands of pounds every week. Do you know, it's his, it's his, what? it's his babe. It, you know, it's his dream job. It's his club. Oh, it is. You know, it'd be like but you, Jesus. man. It'd be like you being the manager at Chelsea. I know, but man, you I think away. I, I, I don't know, man. If I was being treated the way he is, I, I'd like to hope that Ollie, maybe Ollie's just so headstrong as like, yeah, I can, I can still perform with the squad. But if. The people looking from outside. If I was Ollie personally and how I feel now, but like no way can this squad compete with what others have done. No way. And like he's 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 walking the plank. Oh, absolutely. Like, how long that plank is? I think he's gone. I think he's. I think he's gone. gone. He's, I think he's eventually, gone. he's off the end of the plank. Yeah. I mean, his body language after the uh, Spurs game. I mean, I thought it was strange. He, I don't know he, what part you're on about, but he was. Laughing and smiling with Hugo Lloris, the referees. I thought it was strange for a man that just got beat six one. It was all smiles. I, I thought it was bizarre. No, no, like the Jeff Reeves, you know, post match. Ah, the interview. Yeah. Okay, I didn't see that. Now, in fairness, he. I think he said, you know, these uh, world class or like you know, he, he did it like a in, in abbreviated brackets with his hands. Oh, did he? Fuck? I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, I could be wrong saying that. I'm pretty sure he did, and he. He couldn't. He couldn't really explain what happened. He kind of shr he shrugged his shoulders. I don't think he even knows what's happening. Just judging by his body language, just yeah. you know, he shrugged his shoulders. It was like you know, I was just like, oh man, you know, it's heartbreaking. I'd love to see him succeed, but I just don't see it happening, especially off that window now. Yeah, you know, I'm it, watching this Ollie thing here now. It's on silence, so like I'm not listening to. It. I just want to see his uh, body language. Yeah, I I don't know, mm -hmm. man. I I I I picked up off it like not good. Um, yeah. You know they go and spend ten million on agent fees for Cavani plus his wages. I mean, oh my God. that money. Why wasn't that not put towards Sancho? I mean, they're even penny penny pinching over Tellez, man. Yeah, fucking a couple, hell. Of, a couple of mil. In fairness, 
you got a good deal with Tellers or 15 million euro and um, plus add-ons obviously but I think 20 million euro so like you're paying like 17, 18 million pounds that's a very good deal for him yeah but we're a petty pension regardless I know oh, that's a disgrace like you should have had that that deal was there to be taken all summer like look Cavani was available since March you should if and he clearly wasn't in the plans but you've ended up with him why the fuck didn't they do that before the season started so he could have played in the games where Igalo played crazy so you've Igalo who should have been bought ages ago Tellez you're crying out for a left back a backup left back for when Luke Shaw needs a rest because Brandon Williams just is he's not a left back no, so for 15 million euro that's it's a no-brainer I just I cannot obviously coming from a Chelsea fan's point of view like you see the business we've done and it's just our main target so we wanted Kai Havertz we got him for a striker we wanted Werner we got him for left back first choice was Chilwell we got him Ziyech we got him no messing around man I know no, it's we're inept I, so I, how, how would you rate, rate um, Chelsea's transfer window oh fuck me I mean you can't go any lower than a 9 mm. Like I would agree. Maybe, maybe even an eight point five because if you got I would say Declan Rice, it would have been a ten out of ten. I was gonna say it's a nine, but uh, if we got Rice, it was a ten. Yeah, but yeah. on the departure side of things, we still have Rudiger, so we have five centre backs now. Tamori was supposed to go on loan to West Ham, but he he said no on the eleventh hour. He was like, "No, I'm staying." So Rudiger stayed, Emerson stayed, Alonso stayed. Uh, we still have. Danny Drinkwater. Um, we have a lot of players that need getting rid of. And um, it is it is a bit of a concern, but some players are just going to have to sit in the reserves and just wait till the next window, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Um, I also want to mention, though, there was a couple of other buys for United. There were young players, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're getting another one in January. Uh, tomorrow, isn't it? No, that's the the Chelsea player I just mentioned. Oh, sorry. You're probably getting your yeah. I've put that in your head. Um, um, Diallo, Ahmad Diallo. He's coming in in January. Yeah, no, right we, winger. We, now we said we didn't get a right winger. Technically, you did, but he's not coming until January. You've got this other young fella. I don't. To be honest, I don't know a lot about him. I don't really know what position he plays. But Pellistri. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what position he plays? Uh, I'm, I do know, man. I'm not really sure. I haven't looked up the, the old ones. Yeah. There's a bit of buzz about him. I'm going to Google his name. There's, there's a bit uh, of buzz about search. him. Because he, he's been picked, he been picked for is, the Champions League squad. He's a forward. Yeah. Well, what age is he? He is only 18 years of age. He's 19 in December. Yeah, he's very young. Very young, yeah. So you got Pellistri, you got Tellez. We, who we I think we got, got Tayore, I think is his name. We've got another guy coming in January. I think that's Ahmad Traore. So oh, tra- yeah, yeah. Oh, did you say Traore? Did you say Tamori? Oh, I don't know. I said one of the two. You do you know Simba. what? You probably said Traore, and in my head I had Tamori. So you were probably right. Oh, who knows? Sorry, my bad. No, but right, I just have right. here on the Man United website it's uh, Ahmad Diallo, but it's actually like I know from the signing it's actually Ahmad Traore. So he must have like a double baron name or something. Must something weird. I don't know. But on the website it's Diallo, but it is Traore who you're on about who's coming in January. So look again, look there. These are for the future, so it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, yeah, you know, put them in a rate as well. So and then Cavani, man, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah, panic buy, panic buy. Who knows? Who knows? He might be good. Look, but I hope, I hope, I hope, and I, you know, that he will do well, and I wish him all the best. 
here's the United jersey on him now. Gonna back him, but yeah, I don't know. Looking, I just don't think he's gonna perform at the levels Eber did. No, looking at the Eber evidence. was performing at such a much higher standard compared to Cavani. Like Cavani, what? I know Cavani came off the bench or whatever for his games last season. We might have started a few. I don't know. I don't have the exact stats. All I know is he scored four goals last season. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. He might have only played a handful of games, but I think it was like thirty-five. It's not good. Oh, he played thirty-five think, no, games. No, no, no. F- between between like this, that last season, season before, I think. He's only played thirty-five games. I think so. Oh my Could god! Be Why? Because of injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Yep. Oh, interesting times. It's going to be a long, long, long road for us United fans. Yeah, I, I like because of the inept ability of your board to get your main positions that you needed, i.e. right winger and Sancho and the centre-back. What's his name? Gabriel from Lille went to Arsenal for €25 million. Euro. I know. United should have been all over that left-footed centre-back. Apparently oh, we, were, man. we were sniffing about, but sure, yeah, we're... We're useless. Unbelievable. Yeah, sure luck. I would pro- I would probably give you a window or two, personally. Oh, yeah. So let's just think he bought Paul poorly and yeah. Yeah, just not, not, good. not good. Not good. No. Uh, I can try and be positive, but like I just can't be like yeah. <laughs> so yeah. next game's coming up. We have Newcastle in the league. Yeah. Who do you have? We have Southampton at Stamford Bridge. Right, okay. Winnable game there. Yeah, definitely winnable, but um, still a tough tough enough game. But uh, definitely winnable. Yeah, winnable. Um, mm-hmm. Everton and Liverpool too that week. Oh, tell you what, man. That'll be the test for Everton. Oh, big time. That'll be the test. Yeah, that'll be the test. Can't wait for that game. That's going to be class. Everton could be in a big shout for top four this year. Uh, also that week, yeah. uh, end is City and Arsenal. Uh, don't know about Arsenal, man. Well, we'll wait and see. I don't know. Arteta's football has come off of negative very quickly. He needs to get in proper all of his players that he wants and yeah. give him time and see what uh, they're he, doing. I don't he, know, he probably will be back, though. I was a bit worried about them at first, and they'll probably do a job on us this season. They probably will. I'm not going to lie. They'll probably do us one of the fixtures, at least. But um, yeah, not too... Worried about them so far. I'm more, funny enough, I'm more worried about Everton. Yeah, Everton, man. I don't know how you're feeling about Everton. Uh, mm. And then after that, then we have Palace Saint Germain. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Who do you have after PSG, David? Oh, we have Chelsea in the league. Dun, dun, dun. That's going to be the big one. Yeah, that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a balls. Less homework for us this week or that weekend, though. We only have to watch the one game. Ah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. So some of these games is like homework for me, not for Mark though, but for me, some of the games. Yeah. Like, oh God. I suppose we could do a couple of predictions though, because this is the last pod before those actual games take place. Yeah. So Newcastle. Ooh, I can see a draw. Yeah, I was gonna say a United win. Um, a hard-fought win, I think, for United by one or one or two goals, maybe. It'll be a tight game. It will be a tight game. I think United might pull away in the second half. Right. Well. Um, there's you. Here's you hoping. I think. I think they will. I don't. I just. But oh, Jesus, if they lose, oh my God! Uh, I don't know. Uh, stop. Um, 
Predictions for Chelsea? Um, see, it depends. It depends, man. Like, I'm just to go back to United. Worst case scenario, obviously, if if Newcastle do them, and then they get slapped up by PSG, Oli might be gone for the Chelsea game, man. That's a real possibility, but that's absolute worst case scenario. Yeah, so look, I'll say I'm, I think you're going to get a result against Newcastle. PSG, pff, I don't know. <laughs> you might look that that game might actually suit you in a way. Funny enough, you might set up with five at the back and try count or catch them on the break. It's funny, like that actually might suit you. But um, yeah, so I think you beat Newcastle. PSG probably lose. You might snatch a draw. I don't know. I don't even know where the game is. If it's in Paris or Tra- Old Trafford, I don't know. I think, um, I think it's in Paris. Right. Well, not that it makes much. Well, there's actually fans in Paris. Oh, in France, yeah, not too many, but still, look, you probably lose PSG. But the, the Chelsea game, oh, I reckon I really th- Southampton, Chelsea, oh, sorry, Chelsea, 3 1. Oh, no, sorry, sorry, oh, against Southampton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, isn't it? yeah, I was thinking of the United Chelsea one, uh, but Southampton, yeah, I think we beat them by two or three. Um, should have Ziek and we should have Pulisic back, so I think by two or three goal. Could be a three nil. Could be a three or four one. Um, I, I I'm actually kind of more confident in this defense again. Now with the Thiago Silva and Zuma and Aspi speaking French and self communicating, um, I'm actually a bit more confident in this defense, which is nice to actually say out loud. But yeah, so I think we I think we beat them. Should beat them handily. Should do. But they are a decent team, so I'm not like brush them off as nothing but uh, then that we have Sevilla in the Champions League that might be a tough game could draw that one yeah well, actually we never we never, my, cha- my draw. we never chatted about the Champions League groups yeah oh maybe just do a quick five minutes on that I think you got a very handy group we got the easiest out of all the Premier League clubs definitely so you got without Sevilla question Sevilla is the toughest game Sevilla, oh, Jesus, I can't even pronounce the, the the team from Russia that we got. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a mad one. That's crazy, like that I can't pronounce or I don't even know the team. Normally, you'd know the teams in your Champions League group, but um, so we got oh, Krasn- Krasnodar. I've actually seen that. Na- I've seen that badge. I've seen that name on FIFA a couple of times, but I don't know anything about them. They're pr- apparently they're the second lowest ranked team. In the Champions League. Oh god. So that's always a good thing. And then we got Ren, who we got uh Edward Mendy off. Yeah. So I mean so Sevilla, Ren and Krasnodar. Like I mean, that is that is yeah, absolute minimum. Absolute minimum in that group is second for us. Oh, yeah. There's no there's no way we finished third in that group. I I'd be I'd be astounded if we didn't qualify. Uh Seville will be tough though. Uh, I think so. We'll beat Southampton. I think we could we could beat Sevilla. I wouldn't be surprised if we drew it though. I think you'll beat them. And and then to go on to the United game, um, it's on current form as of this day that we are recording. You'd have to say it is a winnable game oh, that yeah. you are there to get at. Mm-hmm. But I still think United will turn up for that. And they may turn up, but I don't see us winning it. I think it'll be a draw. I think it will be a draw. As much as I would love to go there and win, I think it will be a draw. I think Chelsea are going to win it by one, man. Yeah. I'd like to say United are going to win. Yeah, United win (laughs) 3-2. 
Never know. It's it's a it's a it's a possibility, man. Uh, you might turn up. Uh, who knows? Might turn up. Uh, United's Champions League group: PSG, RB Le- Leipzig, and there's a Turkish team. I can't remember pronounce them, but I mean, uh, I I I don't know. I don't know. I can see he's finishing third. Yeah, that's gonna be, so can that's I. Gonna be, that's gonna be a difficult. Group I for us. actually predicted to finish third in that group. That's gonna be difficult to drop into the Europa. Istanbul uh, Asakir. Be difficult now. Be difficult. I think Leipzig are. Do you know what? As I was saying, that Paris or PSG might actually suit you. How you can just sit back and try counter them. Like you struggle against well-drilled teams. Um, Leipzig are a well-drilled team. Like they're a good footballing side, but they are well-drilled. And I, I think they'll do a number on you. Um, PSG games. I think that PSG will probably beat you, but like you'll give up. More of a fight. I think. I think Leipzig are a very good side. Yeah, I know the Leipzig um, are. And I think that you will finish third in that group. Uh, we'll wait and see. Time will tell. Exactly. But uh, yeah. that pretty much sums it up. We're on international break at the minute, so the next podcast yeah. won't be for another wee while. But uh, thanks very much, tomorrow, guys, for listening. Oh, tomorrow? Go on. Yeah, what were you saying, tomorrow Mark? Tomorrow week. Sorry, tomorrow week. I think it shall be tomorrow week. Mm. Well, that's when the fixtures are. Yeah, so it'll yeah. be the day or a couple of days after. So we'll see you then, guys. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah. Um, thank you, Marcus, for your insight to Chelsea. No, no, no problem. Oh, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, yeah, thanks, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Up, Super Frank. <laughs> Ollie is crashing the car. <laughs>